Tommy and I are here at our first official ham stop after a trip to budget rent a car in the hotel. And tell them where we are, Tommy. We are at Celebrations 2. This is the uh, ICOM dealer dinner. Yeah, and uh, looking forward to a big time tonight. What do you say we go on in and have a look around? Let's do it. Let's get something to eat, too. Meet Adrian. Adrian, it's good to see you here. What do, what do you do with ICOM? Well, uh, I work on the website. Um, I'm electronic creative specialist is my title. Fancy word for web designer. And uh, basically uh, uh, work with all our uh, different divisions. Um, Amateur is a really progressive division at ICOM. And uh, we're doing some really exciting stuff on the, uh, within the amateur section of the ICOM site. So if you get a chance, definitely uh, log on to ICOMAmerica.com. Um, slash amateur and check it out. I met John uh, from the Georgia D Star Group. Hey, John. Hi. How are you this evening? Um, can you tell us what you guys are showing here? Well, we uh, uh, provide two things. The Georgia D Star Group is very active in uh, promoting and building D Star systems, uh, not only in Georgia but around the Southeast. And also, we're the uh, uh, creators of the DStarInfo.com website, which provides a tremendous amount of information on. Uh, Getting started in D-Star, uh, all the different nets, the repeater lists, the reflectors that are all in use worldwide on D-Star. Yeah, that's a great site. I'm on there pretty much every day. I recently got kind of bit by the D-Star bug. Uh, I kind of resisted it for a while, and about two months ago, I bought my first D-Star radio, and I'm just like, oh, now, man, um, it's kind of infectious. It's a lot of fun. Um, you know, some people say it's uh, uh, the radios are expensive, more expensive, and some are. But you can get into um, a, a D-Star radio, either a mobile or a, a handheld, for about the same price as you can a, a dual-band um, analog FM uh, radio now. Um, also, you get so many much more capabilities. Uh, it's interesting. Uh, I'm from the Atlanta area, so we have um, several repeaters in the area, and they're all linked to a reflector along with uh, a lot of other repeaters around the southeast and uh, a lot of different areas of the country. So there's always someone to talk to, and with the digital voice quality, it's uh, so easy to uh, talk to someone in the U.K. just as easy as it is uh, across town. Yeah, that's, that's what I actually like about it. I travel a lot with my work, and that's what kind of got me into it. I bought a DV access point, and I can use that in the hotel like a little mini repeater, and I actually get on you guys' reflector quite often. Well, we, uh, we also operate Reflector 30, which I think is about the second busiest reflector in the world right now, behind Reflector 1C, which has 100 people or more attached to it at any one time. I call it the 5-2 uh, simplex of, of, of D-Star, because there's always someone there. But Reflector 30 uh, was originally funded with um, FEMA and Georgia Emergency Management money to facilitate and improve... Uh, emergency communications in Georgia, but we also have it open during non-emergency times, and we typically have about 40 or 50 repeaters connected at any one time to Reflector 30. Yeah, I, I like so I listen to it quite a bit. I think uh, 30C is one I'm mostly on. 
It's great. The website's awesome as well. I, I uh, use the list on there quite a bit. Well, it's it's got a lot of good information, and, and our list of repeaters is probably more up-to-date than any of them. Not only do people go in and register themselves, but we've been able to uh, kind of farm information from uh, the systems around. So we try to keep that list as up-to-date as possible. One of the new features of the dstarinfo.com site is the ability to download uh, and create your own programming files that you can then load uh, with software into your radio. So if you're going to a different part of the country, uh, you can download up to 100 uh, different repeaters for that area of the country, instantly loaded into your radio, and it makes for easy programming. And that takes away some of the complexity that, that the new people to, uh, to D-Star sometimes talk about. Right, yeah, I'm actually going to probably investigate that. I ended up with a IC31 also, and I'm going to try to update my repeater list. Well, uh, we've got the, uh, the database for the, uh, the 31 when it came out from, from ICOM originally, got its data, which is contained in the radio, uh, almost a thousand repeaters, I think, from the dstarinfo.com site and the database. So you can update your 31 with any new repeaters uh, at any time you'd like. Just go in and, and load it for the 31, and you can update and have the latest. And there's changes every week. New repeaters are coming on every week on DSTAR, and that's, that's a lot of fun. Right. Yeah, it definitely is. It's growing. For some reason, it seems like it's taken off uh, kind of like wildfire here recently. Maybe just because I'm exposed to it, but I seem to hear a lot of people talking about it more and more. It is. It really is. I mean, D-Star has been growing at around, I think, 30% per year. Uh, there are over 20,000 users worldwide. There are about 2,000 repeaters and uh, about 900 gateways uh, in operation around the country, around the world right now. So it's, you can go almost anywhere and, um, and access D-Star. And then like you do with your DV access point or the DV dongle, um, you don't have to be within range of a D-Star repeater to get on. I travel with mine, you travel with yours, and you're always connected. Yeah, I use it more in the hotel room than I do anywhere. Absolutely. Anyway, I appreciate you taking a few minutes to talk to us. It's nice to meet you. Very good. Thank you very much. Thank you. Good evening, everybody. Thank you very much for coming tonight. Uh, Diane alluded that there was going to be a big surprise tonight, so uh, we're going to go ahead and make the announcement before dinner. And I want to introduce Mr. Jim Wilson with Boy Scouts of America. Over the last six months, Jim and I have ex exchanged a lot of emails on a direction that Boy Scouts of America wanted to go into. And with all the different uh, areas uh, at, that they have with Boy Scouts of America, they have expanded to have corporate sponsorship. And for the Amateur Radio Merit Badge, uh, we've come to uh, created an MOU between ICOM America and Boy Scouts of America to provide amateur radio equipment not only for the Jamboree, but on a year-round basis. Jim? All right. Ray, thank you very much. I uh, want to kind of give you a little bit of background uh, around this. Uh, Ray and I started talking, and uh, my concept uh, was, let's do this donation for the Jamboree. Let's go on, and after the Jamboree, move the equipment to local councils. And I thought I was stepping out a little bit, because after all, as many of you are aware, 
ICOM has been supporting National Scout Jamborees since 1981 uh, with loaned equipment. And I thought, let's go to the next step. Let's get it down to the grassroots level. Well, Ray did me several steps better than that. He said, no, I want to start right now. Uh, I want to get it to councils right now. And even before that, uh, you, you'll, you'll love this little story. I, I'm, I'm explaining what I want to do to Ray, and I wait for a little while on the phone uh, for some kind of comment like, you're nuts, or something like that. And it was a long silence, and he said, go on, I'm still interested. And I went, this is great. This guy's got the vision, how to get amateur radio to youth, uh, get them engaged. ICOM has already had an impact, we estimated, and you'll see this in the press release, since 1981, it might have gone earlier than that, but that's as, as far back as our recollection could go. We estimate 30,000 youth have been impacted at the National Scout Jamborees by ICOM radios in that K2BSA station. And in fact, uh, as Ray and I greeted each other after Contest University today, first time in a face-to-face -face QSO, there was a guy standing right next to me that said, that's how I was introduced to amateur radio, was at the Jamboree. I took my novice exam right there at the Jamboree after experiencing it firsthand at K2BSA. So we are, Boy Scouts of America is absolutely delighted with this agreement. It's a sponsorship agreement. Uh, ICOM is the exclusive transceiver sponsor for the Boy Scouts of America, repeater sponsor for Boy Scouts of America. This is also, if, if you haven't, and I, I don't imagine you have, I, I live in an echo chamber around Boy Scouts of America, but the summit is uh, located in West Virginia. It's the newest high adventure base for Boy Scouts, 10,600 acres. We're starting from scratch, and we're building a first uh, a world-class uh, high adventure um, and everything that we invest in it, it stays there, as opposed to Fort A.P. Hill, where we're at the mercy of the federal government allowing us back on each time after our investments, which we're grateful for, and we've had great experiences there. But uh, this is a new step. Uh, ICOM has seen the vision and gone it absolutely one better in Ray. And then I've also got some recognition uh, for Ray today. Um, Boy Scouts of America has spent a considerable portion of their time working with the military over the last several years, actually, I think since 1981. And one of the traditions that we picked up was that of a challenge coin. Uh, and a challenge coin is handed on from, um, uh, and, and we've got one for Bob as well, but uh, the... Uh, and, and look it up on Wikipedia. It's a cool thing that started in World War I, actually. And uh, uh, this is a challenge coin I had minted for a K2BSA operation around Jamboree on the Air in the 2013 Jamboree. And Ray, and how we do this is I need to shake hands with him and drop this into his hand. So, Ray, thank you thank very you, much for your vision. Uh, and making this a reality, a fantastic reality. And Bob, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you.
and the thing is, when I first mentioned this to Bob, Bob looked at me like, okay, this is another one of Ray's crazy schemes. Let's see how it plays out. And he's been extremely supportive on, on the whole concept. And what, well, how it lays out and what Jim was talking about, there's really three stages to it. Stage one starts immediately. There's 10 kits, and we're showing one in the very back that's got a 7200, a uh, PS126 power supply, an AH710 antenna tuner, uh, SM50 microphone, and a SP5 speaker. There's, we came up with a number of 10 of these. We haven't quite laid out everything on how they're going to be used, but as an example, five of them would be assigned to... Uh, five larger local councils, and then five would float around to fill in when they do their their uh, Radio Merit Badge awards. And there's a pretty healthy schedule that I remember reading over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Phase two is going to be the summit. The summit will have a VHF UHF analog repeater as well as a UHF D star repeater, as well as a full time uh, uh, HF. Radio, 6-meter, 2-meter, 440, amplifier, antennas, and other things like that. So it does not matter when uh, a, a troop comes through, they'll have ham radio gear. And then finally, the big thing is for the Jamboree in 2013, uh, providing all the radios for them to use there at the facility. And it usually goes, what, every four years? Yes. But this time it's skipping to a fifth year. So it's going to be 2013, right? It's actually uh, the last. Oh, excuse me. The last one we held was 2010, uh, and it was a five-year gap from 2005 to 2010, because 2010 was the hundredth anniversary of the Boy Scouts of America. So this one, it's a it's a three-year jump. Uh, so it's coming at us fast and furious. Uh, we'll become uh, it. The uh, there'll be 40,000 youth. Uh, on the site, uh, the site I was just there in March. Uh, there's a lot of bulldozers around trying to move dirt. Uh, it's going to be tents. Uh, not much going on above ground. We've got plumbing and stuff in place, but we had three years to get the site prepared. Um, uh, but the building will will continue. It's uh, uh, I've forgotten something else I wanted to say in there, but. <laughs> But this is something that's very exciting. We feel that this was a huge announcement. Wanted to save it tonight so you guys could hear it firsthand because there's quite a few of you that support scouts in one way, shape, or form. We're looking at getting amateur radio and more of a forefront for scouting. So appreciate you listening to the presentation, and hopefully your, your excitement equals what we're seeing here. For the past about six or seven years, Leo Laporte has been using one of our products, the PR-40. He won it in a contest, and it outperformed his Neumann, it outperformed his electric voice, and so those went in the trash can, they really did, and that's all he's done. Well, we hear him on the radio. How many people here know or listen to Leo? You see, Leo Laporte is an amazing guy, and you really need to pay a little more attention because what has happened in the last year for this hobby is really remarkable. I had not met Leo. I talked to him on the uh, telephone a few times, mostly by Skype. 
Last year in March, he invited Sarah and I to come to Petaluma, California, and we spent a week there. And he soon found out that a great portion of his one and a half million hits a week were hams. We did several programs with him, and he said, Bob, this is crazy. These guys are hams. I said, Leo, remember, we were the original geeks. And he just got really, really interested in what was going on. He said, you've got to do a show. I said, I don't have time. He said, you will make time. Well, he was right. I don't have the time, but I made time. So as I left his parking lot, I called my best friend, and I said, you have to help me. I'm going to ask you something that I've never asked you to do in my 45 years we've been together. And I called Joe Walsh. I said, you've got to write a song and play it every week, and you also have to be my first guest. Well, he's a big Leo Laporte fan. He listens to him on KFI, and he said, yeah, let's go. It's for ham radio. So when you listen every week or on all the replays, you will hear Joe and the song he wrote. I gave him an idea. I said, hey, Joe, think about this. Think of the letters H, A, M, da, da. That's the rhythm. I can do that. And he did. And it's very clever. If you haven't heard it, go listen to it. It's very cool. So the second call I made, I'm thinking as I'm driving back to L.A., I'm going, wait a minute. What in the world am I going to do with this show? we got an hour to fill. So I called another one of my really good friends, and I think probably one of the most visible personalities in ham radio, Gordon West. And Gordo came on with me, and we started together Ham Nation. And it was really fun. It was really fun. I started doing little things, uh, building things. I thought this would be cool to show them how to solder a resistor or how to do this or do that. It, that's part of ham radio that brought me into it. It's been my college education from 1956 on when we built our stuff. And I called it smoke and solder. Well, isn't this great? Well, no, it wasn't because it's hard to do that live. But I did. And then I met the master of smoke and solder, George Thomas. And what we have done, the three of us, I think, have put together the most interesting, the most knowledgeable, and most importantly, a, a ham radio show that now we found out two weeks ago, our numbers came up, we're touching about 10,000 people a night. And this is outside. See, that's the problem. All of our industry, we only talk within ourselves, our own magazines, our own whatevers. No, we need to go outside, and it's Leo Laporte that brought us there. We are here this week. We're going to do a forum tomorrow at 2 o'clock, a workshop. A lot of our teammates from around the country are coming in to give you some more excitement of what's going on. But then on Saturday, a very historic thing is going to happen. We just installed an uplink satellite today using Viasat, brand new, high-speed satellite, no delay. It's amazing. A 
and Saturday at 3 o'clock, we're going to be on with Leo. That's in his big show. He talks to 170 radio stations across America on the Premier Network. And Leo at 3 o'clock will bring us on live from Dayton. There will be 1.5 million people listening on his network around the country. When is the last? No. When is the first time we've ever had a million plus people that weren't hams know about how much fun we have and how much fun this industry is? And last but not least, we know from the emails, the phone calls, and the personal visits we get that over 500 people have gotten interested, gotten their license, and they, you know, they're avid fans of Leo Laporte and the whole network. You want to check this out. It's very simple. You go to Ham Nation into Google, and it'll bring up all of our 48 shows so far. And then click on a little red button that says Watch Live. And if you do that at any time, it'll take you to Leo's network, which is amazing. He's got photography. He's got uh, Android. He's got Apple. He's got Mac. He's got all of these experts all around the globe that have programs and one of them on Tuesday night at 8 o'clock central, if you hit live, you'll see the three of us making monkeys out of ourselves trying to get the show together. But we make it then, and it comes out really good. Gordon West, you're the best. What do you, what's your word to this group about Ham Nation? All right. Um, we have Amateur Logic with us tonight, thanks to Ray. And Ray, thanks so much for bringing all of the star ICOM dealers together. And uh, Jim uh, Wilson with the Boy Scouts of America, thank you. But we're on Ham Nation tonight on recording, thanks to Tommy, uh, Tommy, Vice President of Everything. So, Tommy, if you'll aim the microphone that way, as if this were a contest using ICOM America gear on 20 meters at the peak of Solar Cycle. What Solar Cycle are we on? 24. Oh, man, let's try that again. What Solar Cycle are we on? That's better. All right, we want to hear your call sign just to see who we can pick out on Ham Nation. So on the count of three, let's bust that pile up. One, two, three. It is That's called the tail ender. Good job, Ray. All right, well, we are delighted to be here, and uh, thanks, uh, ICOM America dealers, for attending tonight. And now I'm going to turn you over to Mr. Smoke and solder. Give George maybe a big little hand. Oh no, don't overdo it. No, do not overdo it. Thank you, Gordon and Bob. I mean, where could you find two better Elmers than these two guys right here? Uh, I'm so uh, thrilled that they asked me to come in and join them on Ham Nation to do the Smoke and Solder segments. I had been uh, doing this uh, with my partner Tommy over here and another ham from Jackson, Mississippi, Jim Burrell, for about six years now. We produce AmateurLogic.tv, which is also a ham-related show. These are pre-produced, though, and only come out about once a month. And uh, Bob saw that and saw what we were doing there and asked me to join them. And uh, I'm just so happy that, that they chose me. And we have a great time every week. Uh, like they say, we cover a lot of important topics. And we have a little fun, too. It's uh, <laughs> You never know what's going to happen on there. I would... Uh, encourage you to go uh, check out Ham Nation when you get a chance uh, after you get back from Dayton and also stop by the Ham Nation booth I believe it's number 106 yeah. 
Uh, stop by the Ham Nation booth uh, while you're here in Dayton. Come by and say hello to us. Uh, we will be in and out of the booth throughout the show, and we'll have a lot of our net controllers and uh, other people associated with the show who are all volunteers that help us out with this. And if, uh, if you'd like, come by and say hello. We'll be streaming live from there thanks to the Viasat satellite system. And you can watch that at uh, amateurlogic.tv slash Dayton beginning tomorrow. And uh, we don't have any particular schedule. This is the first year we've done it. And uh, we're just kind of making it up as we go. So you'll see the three of us drop through uh, from time to time. As whoever we can drag in there. We're going to try to drag Ray in there sometime and talk with him a little bit too. And one other thing, I'll be doing a presentation in the ICOM booth tomorrow at 11 a.m. on uh, what we do on smoke and solder. And I've got a few clips there that if you haven't seen it, you might want to check out and, and see what we're up to. So Bob and Gordo, All right. thanks so much for having me on, guys. Thank you so much. He really does. He really does create smoke and solder because Tommy and these guys blow things up, and that's when it really gets crazy. Thanks for being with us, Gordo. Ray, thank, thank you, you thank so you, much. Ray, thank you. Dealers, do well. Do sell, well. sell, sell, sell. Hey. I tell you, one of the episodes that George did on Smoke and Solder, my kids were like, you can do that with a cup? And what George did was wind a coil and glued the coil to the bottom of a Dixie cup and made a speaker out of it right there on the show. And so it's addressing the maker community that is just perfect to tie into amateur radio because how many of you guys would have been known that you're, you're a maker if you built your own dipole antenna? Or how many of you fixed your own MFJ antenna tuner? <laughs> exactly. Those folks are out there, and Ham Nation is hitting a lot of them. And the first show that I happened to be on was right before the Huntsville Ham Fest. And it was the big introduction to what they call the Brick Twit House. And I made a comment on there that I would be, couldn't make it. These guys flew in. They were there for the grand opening. I said I had to go to the Huntsville Ham Fest. There were at least 50 people who paid a mission to get in that did not have their license. And then they heard Gordon's voice and then uh, W6TWT come up on a D-Star radio. And two guys were standing there and going, that's Leo's call sign. I go, yeah, that's from them over D-Star. If he can do it, I can do it. Right. Hey. And we're seeing that attitude on techie people that might have heard about ham radios that really didn't get involved, but they're hearing it from a different resource. And this, this has been something that we see people come in time and time again. So appreciate for what you guys have done. Thank you for inviting ICOM to participate. We're having a good time, and thank you very much. Thanks, Ray. And one last thing, what George was talking about streamed video. There's stream video going from the contest hotel where all the contesters are. They're having an eyeball QSO party there. And whoever submits the, the log with the most call signs of people they recognize on there, next year gets four nights at the Crown Plaza, the, the contest dinner, contest university, top band dinner, uh, passes to go to Hera if they ever leave the hotel. Georgia's talking about streamed video. Tom Medlin's doing stream video. And then in our booth, Adrian, can you raise your hand? Adrian's from our advertising department, and he came in straight from the arena saying, 
we have streamed video. So on the ICOM America website, we'll be doing streamed video of the people coming through the booth, as well as all the presentations, and then Diane's favorite part, where she gets to, to give away things on a contest that we call Stump the Ham. So it's a combination of questions that Gordo had came up with, Ward Silver, and a few others. So we're looking at having a lot of fun in our booth, as well as showing radios for you guys to sell at the show. So thank you very much. Is it just one? Uh, George, as it's spoken... Here's the A-team at work. ...that you can fix as possible. So no, not just one, George. Just you jump right in. <laughs> yum, yum, yum. <laughs> I think this is what we came for, right? Yeah. Eating. A little more eating. All right. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we also called Ray and Cindy Novak's first dance together. Look who I ran into here. You've seen this guy just in the last show, and and here's Ray too. Ray, thanks so much for uh, for putting this event on tonight for your dealers. Well, it's been fun not only for the dealers, but some of the announcement we made tonight. Yeah, that, that was real exciting. We, we were looking at this uh, kit over here. Boy, I mean, that that's a perfect setup. And, and not just for Boy Scouts. I think uh, a lot of hams, uh, Aries guys, and all would like to have something like that. Yeah, it's definitely going to be an interesting uh, market for it. And it's it's not really a unique idea because we've been sponsoring some ma real major de-expeditions for the last almost 10 years now. And the concept of using a pelican and, and everything contained in it is something that we used back then. And it was really a lifesaver. The first de-expedition, the guys told me that as a wave crashed over the bow of the boat, it killed a generator and two amplifiers, and they were able to grab the ICOM radios that floated out of the boat. So after that happened, I'm like, I'm only going to put them in these cases to really protect them. And it makes it a real easy grab-and-go type kit. Well, how did this guy slip through security tonight? I don't know. I think he was doing an impersonation. It was, it was my British charm. British charm. Or you could have been security here, I guess. Yeah, I actually could have been. But, uh, you know, it was actually a surprise that we even got here. Nineteen and a half hours from Orange County to uh, Dayton, Ohio. Nightmare. Never fly American Airlines. Uh, <laughs> we would have got here faster if we had. It was out of John Wayne. John Wayne Airport, uh, they canceled our flight and just let every other every other connecting flight go while we sat there. Nightmare. Well, with as much as I travel, it does tend to have its challenges, and that's one of the reasons why, from coming from the West Coast, I get as early as I can, because either they can bump you and give you a voucher, or bump you and it's just tough, but you got here. Uh, we got here, and we got to be here and this is where it's all happening so and the kit in the box i mean it is a radio station in a box and uh, the the really good thing is i'm getting to take that one home tonight oh you are you told me if we, if we can distract no, right no, long no, enough no, 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 no. and if i can this run. this is what you're taking oh. home tonight it's yeah. a different type of ham kit it's it's a pig for a police officer i see where you're going 
Oh, I didn't think about the pork reference. <laughs> it does have the British flag on it here. There we yes, go. Yes, it does. Go England. Guys, good to see you. We look forward to catching up with y'all over at Hamvention. Okay, last time, last time I was on your show, I kind of butchered the name, so I wrote it down here. It says Amateur Logic TV. Because I said last time, Amateur TV. That's how you got through security. That's how I got through security. Fast hands. It must have been in a fender bender somewhere. We we don't know what the story was there, but... uh, I sat with some guys from Miami I had just done a ham club meeting with over Skype on Monday. Yeah, what are the chances of that? Yeah, it's pretty slim, you know. We had the back row there, and it was a regular ham fest right there on the plane. Yeah, all I did was sleep, man. I slept through the repair of the airplane, the takeoff, and almost till we landed. So I got caught up on my rest. We were having too big a time in the back there to, to, uh, to take a sleep, man, but... Yeah, a good trip over, uh, relatively easy except for that little delay there in Atlanta. And we made it here to Dayton. And, and Tommy, I know you're a veteran. You've been here before, but this is my first year. Yeah, well, you're going to have a big time, man. There's so much to see here. It's like it's almost impossible to see it all in the, in the two and a half days. It is, and I'm learning that. Uh, well, let's get around and, and have a look, man. There's a lot of stuff to see here, and I don't want to miss a thing. All right, let's do it. I ran into my two flying buddies here, Miguel. How you doing, George? Good to see you, and Frank. Hey, George, it's been a pleasure to see you once again here at Dayton. We'd just like to extend an invitation to everybody to come see us at the Miami-Dade County Ham Fest, February 1st and 2nd, 2013, at the Dade County Fairgrounds. I want you all to come down and have a great time. It certainly has been fun to see you. We traveled on the plane here together. It's one of life's ironies. George did a uh, presentation for our club on Monday, and on Friday we run into each other and sit right next to each other on the airplane on the way here to Dayton. It was really a great experience. It was a lot of fun. Thank you. Yeah, it was a regular ham fest right there in the back row, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. We got a great ham fest in the back row, especially since we had to wait an hour for our facelift. That's actually a, the plane cone was damaged and they had to replace it. So we sat on the plane for an hour and talked about a lot of ham stuff. Got to learn about some of his stuff that he's got planned for the future at Ham Nation. That's great to see you again here at George. Good to see both of y'all, and uh, maybe we'll have a flight back. I hope so. We're going back today at 6 o'clock in the afternoon, and uh, we just want to thank you for all the great smoke and solder segments on uh, Ham Nation on Twit TV. We certainly have enjoyed them. We have never missed one, and Amateur Logic and Smoke and Solder are amongst our favorite shows, you know. We never miss one, and we recommend everybody out there that they really should watch because we have learned so much and got such a great foundation from your show. I just want to thank you once again for everything you've done for us. Thank you. Thank you, Frank. There you've got it, a testimonial from a real ham right here. So (laughs) check out the shows, and check out the Miami Dade Ham Fest. And the date again? February 1st and 2nd, 2013 here. Yeah, all you snowbirds. Fun in the sun. Fun in the sun. 
You're going to be cold up there. Go down to Miami. Well, everybody knows it's not a ham fest without some PL259s. Check these out. Gold gold ones that I think I've hit the mother load. i got to have some of these. Well, Tommy, we finally arrived. Ham Nirvana. Man, I don't know which way to go first. Which, which direction do you suggest we start in? Uh, since we're at the top here, I think we just roll downhill. Let's work our way to the bottom. That sounds like a plan. Yeah, it's, boy, there's a lot of stuff to see, and this this wraps way on around there. So, uh, well, I, we we won't be able to see everything, will we? Yeah, I doubt it. When uh, Jim and I came several years back, we never made it to everything. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's get started. We finally managed to get away from being ambushed over at the Ham Nation booth. Uh, Tommy and I have really been shaking a lot of hands over there, and it's it's tough to get out here to the flea market, but we made it out here. And uh, had a good time shaking hands with a lot of uh, hams that are familiar with us and some that we're familiar with. I made my first purchase at the flea market here, and I'll let you guess what it was. Bet you know what I'm looking for here. That's right, soldering stuff. Let's, let's see what kind of nice soldering stuff they have over here, Tommy. Solder wick, you got to have some of that. Lots of uh, connectors, heat shrink. Boy, these are nice. These uh, crimp on copper connectors here. I, I probably need to get a few of those. Uh, Anderson power poles. A little bit of everything, and I don't think that's a soldering stuff. Uh, maybe this is it up here. It looks like there's some um, no oxid compound. You bought that last time? There you go. Only only $20, Tommy. I think I found you a soldering station. I see a lot of stuff I'd really like to have on this table. We're here at the Top Band Dinner uh, put on by Contest University. Um, we're going to talk to Tim here in a few minutes. And it uh, looks like they got a pretty big crowd. Yeah, they do. It. Uh Good many folks in here, and we thank them for supper tonight. It's, we're from Mississippi, so it's supper. And Tom Samasico, our buddy from HQA Radio, is over here. I believe he's running a live stream tonight. Uh, maybe some of you are watching. And we're looking forward to a, a big event here. And like I said, or like Tommy said, Tim will be over a little bit to explain what's going on at the Top Band Dinner. Yeah, that's your other buddy, Tom, right? Uh, that's yeah, that's my other Tom friend. Yeah, other Tom friend. That's right. Not your other brother Daryl. No, not I have a brother named Daryl. His middle name is Daryl. Yeah, we used to call him my other my other brother Daryl. That, that works. Speaking of other Tom friend, here he is, hard at work setting up the live stream for the party tonight. What is this big event we're at? Hi, George. This is the 23rd annual Top Band Dinner. And so all of the guys here, we're here at the Crown Plaza on the second floor. And for 23 years, we've been getting together on Friday nights at Dayton. And it's all about 160-meter friends. So some of the best top band operators and top band stations, the 160-meter guys, are here this evening having fun. We've got a couple of presentations. And so um, we've got about 130 of us here tonight. So 23 years, huh? That's that's uh, a quite a record, and um, 
I, I'm not on top band myself. I can't get up enough wire yet, but I'm working on it. Well, you know, George, I know that, that you've got more smoke and more solder than just about anybody. So um, some of these guys are not running full-size antennas. Um, a lot of them, you know, might even have the 43-foot verticals that, that are popular now. And, um, and they're on, and, and they keep hammering away. Maybe it's some DX. Maybe they're even on AM up in the upper part of the band above 1900. So, you know, they, they've always said that the top band is the gentleman's band. Yeah. So the gentleman should have a dinner dedicated to the top band. That sounds like a good plan. I'm... I'll be getting a uh, Collins 20V3 soon, and I haven't decided if it's going to be top band or 80 meters. But if I can get the antenna up, it it seems like it'd be a lot easier to get on 160 and have a lot of fun with those guys. Gentlemen, you you don't necessarily always find gentlemen on 80 meters. Well, that's true. But on 160, I think guys are... You know, you don't have the, the CW guys and the, and the sideband guys kind of they coexist. And even on, you'll find on 1838, you'll find Olivia and PSK31. So there's even digital guys there every night trying to see if they can work some DX uh, on 160 meters. So there's something for everybody. And it, as you know, there's a lot of broadcast engineers that really enjoy 160 because it's kind of close to home on the AM broadcast band. You kind of know how it's going to act, and um, and yeah, you, you've already been working just a little bit below that. So, uh, well, that's great. And and this is uh, is this sponsored by uh, Contest University, or is this just a 160 meter group? That this is just a 160 meter group. I I actually organize it. Uh, for years, W8UVZ and W0CD and KHEG were the organizers. And uh, last year, they asked me to kind of pick up the torch and take it forward. I couldn't turn down that offer. To, to get all these guys together who are great friends, come to Dayton here to enjoy the hamvention, and then also get some time to kind of concentrate on top-end stories and what the antenna projects are for the next summer. And I imagine the stories are a little bit different here than they are in the other bands because I I guess you're relying a lot on ground wave on 160, are you not? Or are you using SkyWave as well? A lot of these guys are using SkyWave. You know, a lot of a lot of it is long distance propagation in you know, typically maybe around gray line or in darkness. Um, some of these guys will do some ground wave during the day and things like that, but for the most part these guys are pretty serious about working DX on 160. Yeah, I had a, a good friend who'd been a ham for a number of years, and he was mighty excited one time when he made a contact from Mississippi to England. He, 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 that was a big feather in his cap. You know, it's hard to do. It, it's, it's much harder to work from Mississippi to England on 160 meters than it is on 20 meters. Yeah. Uh, just you know, by the size of the antenna, and you've got to be in the right place at the right time. So there's a lot of obstacles to operating 160 meters, but these guys are sharing ideas and sharing what works for them, and so it's kind of exciting just to get together and and have that friendship here at Dayton. Well, thank you for inviting us, Tim. We're we're mighty honored to be here, and I want to meet some of these uh, great, great top banders and uh, have a little fellowship tonight. 
and we're looking forward to the presentation as well. And is there anything else that you can tell us about this, or is this pretty much it? Well, you know, next year we'll have the 24th annual, and so if some of your viewers would like to attend next year, they can go to the website, which is Top Band Dinner, all one word, topbanddinner.com, and all the information will be there. All right. Thanks, Tim. Here are a couple of the best-dressed hams at Dayton. Who are these guys? See, you knew you had fans, right? I know. I would not say that. Yeah, I apologize, but I can hear the fan. You can have to turn it off or at least start to this much. Boy, were those get-ups hot. Yes, that's right. I'm in a monkey suit, and it's all Gordon West's fault. He, uh, <laughs> he said we had to wear tuxes or a close facsimile of to, to be on Leo Laporte's Tech Guys show just a few minutes ago. Had a great little chat with Leo. Couldn't stay on long because he's got a lot of stuff to cover on there, but uh, gave him a little look at Dayton here and uh, a shout-out from some of the hams in the area. Now, I ran into Dustin here. You're just up the road from me, aren't you? Yeah, we're about, I think it's three hours from your uh, your location there in uh, Goodlitzville, Tennessee. is where we're located. Um, we've started a, a new website up there, uh, hamradioreview.net. We're trying to change the way that ham radio uh, operators get on the Internet and search for the information, giving them information for how to build antennas, amplifiers, and just about anything, any kind of question you might run across. If we don't have the answer for it, send us an email. There's a quick form on there, and at that point, we go out and find the answer to get get you what you need on the air. If I can keep my plans the way they are, we'll ever pay for any of the information on our site. That's great, Dustin. It was good to meet you, and I'm going to check out your site as soon as I get home. A lot of you heard me talking about being bit by the D-Star bug, and um, this guy here is uh, part of the reason that I'm kind of so into it. He's the guy that came up with the DV dongle and the DV access point. Uh, You guys got any? You're now a D-Star-holic. Yeah, I'm a D-Star-holic. You could say (laughs) that. So I've already bought two D-Star handy talkies and uh, probably get a D-Star rig. I actually got a 2820 at the house right now to play around with and uh been that rig. Um, you guys got anything new this year? Yeah, we've uh, we're working on a 70 centimeter DVAP. Uh, we're testing that right now. The new ID31 from Icom has been very popular and all those guys want to have DVAPs. And it is 70 centimeter only, so we need a DVAP to be in that um, band. Uh, we've got some new software we're working on for Android and the iPad uh, platforms, so you'll be able to talk to your dongles and DVAPs using those. And then we've got some new BeagleBone-based products that we're working on that'll let you just plug your dongle or DVAP into your home network and use it from anywhere in your house. Oh, that's awesome. I came by here a few minutes yesterday, and someone was telling me about the BeagleBone. I went and looked it up last night, and I'm uh, pretty excited about that. I've got one of the Raspberry Pis on order, and I was going to actually try to, to use that for my DVAP. Um, so anyway, when, when can we expect, uh, is there an ETA for the uh, UHF? And as far as those guys, you can call, count me and those guys as well, because I'd like one too. Uh, we're hoping in the 90-day time frame, you know, we're just going through making sure that it will uh, meet CE specification. We could make a U.S.-only version right now, uh, but we're making sure that it'll sell worldwide. Oh, great. Yeah, that's pretty exciting. I know a lot of people have been waiting for it. I uh, I bought an IC92, and um, I ended up getting a 31 also. So I've uh, I've enjoyed my 2-meter one, but I'd like to be able to carry the smaller anti-talkie when I travel. Yeah, the, the 92 is a great radio, and you put it on super low power with your DVAP, and it just lasts all week without a charge. 
Yeah, it's been great. Any uh, software changes or anything coming up for the existing ones? Uh, we've just released new software recently um, for the DV dongle and lots of new features. So check out uh, 2.0 Beta 5. Uh, make sure that if you own a dongle or DVAP that you join the Yahoo groups for the DV dongle and the DVAP. And that's where all the new software updates are announced. Okay, yeah, I definitely joined that the first, actually the first day I got mine. Um, anyway, it's been great. Uh, I have a lot of fun with it. I travel a lot with my work, so it allows me to get on the air pretty much anywhere from the hotel. Yeah, that's one thing we do. We plug the DVAP into a netbook in the car with a Verizon Air Card and then drive all the way up from Atlanta, and then we're on the D-Star network the whole way. And, you know, we get out of the car with our HT and go in and have lunch, and we're still on the network from... Uh, Hardy's. <laughs> yeah, that's great. It opens up a lot of possibilities. Uh, if you're not around at home to be able to get on the air, man, it's, uh, I, I'm not going to say it's, it's the same as HF, but you can talk all over the world from anywhere on a handy talk. It's great. Yep. Anyway, I appreciate you taking a couple of minutes to talk to us and uh, appreciate the exciting stuff that you put together for us. Great. Thank you very much. We ran into another old friend here, Martin Jew from MFJ Enterprises. Good to see you again. Yeah, it's really good to see you too, George. I'm sure you're worn out by now. I am, and I'm sure you are too. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, been a lot of fun walking the flea market. Uh, is that one of your favorite things out here? Oh, yeah. I uh, never miss going out and spending some time and money in the flea market. I guarantee you. I have... I've not had enough time to go out there. I've been out there a little yesterday, but Tommy and I are just about to make our way that direction again. And I hope they left something. You didn't buy everything, did you? Well, when I got out there, uh, most of it was already bought. <laughs> yeah. What's What's new at um, MFJ this year? What What have you got to, that that we haven't seen before? We have a whole new line of QRP products. Um, We've got this uh, transceiver that will cover uh, 80, 40, 30, 20, 17, and 15 meters. And um, it has these little modules that you plug into it for the different bands. And we're planning on adding 10 meters and 160 meters, which is uh, pretty unusual for QRP radio. But digital readout, it's got memory in it, uh, keyers built in. It's a DDS, a VFO in it, and you can run it off of internal uh, pin light cells. Then we have a series of accessories that can go along with it. Uh, this is a, uh, a um, SWR watt meter for QRP, and um, this is a dummy load uh, watt meter, and these all have BNC connectors to them. Uh, we also have um, an antenna tuner. Uh, for QRP, and uh, we have an uh, an artificial ground for portable operation that so you just can just uh, take a counterpoise wire and tune it for maximum efficiency. And um, some other new products we have. Oh, this is a interesting one for those who like to put up um, vertical antennas and phase them or use it to cut uh, quarter-wavelength uh, coax lines or half-wavelength coax line. It's, an an, it's a phase meter, and this is uh, accurate to within less than a degree. Um, uh, you input a signal source, like from an SWR analyzer, and you can read it on the digital readout, the phase between uh, two, two uh, items. Uh, we also have this... Um, 
uh, uh, mobile transceiver uh, protection device where it will keep you um, from running your battery down so low that you can't crank your car up. Plus, um, it has a delay um, on it, so um, once you start your car, it won't connect your transceiver until after an adjustable delay. Uh, Sometimes if your battery is weak, the battery will be pulled down to a level where everything in your car resets, and this prevents all of that. Um, We have this new um, cross-needle, very large cross-needle meter that's uh, lit up by uh, LEDs, and it covers uh, 1.8 through 60 megahertz in three ranges. There's a uh, 20-watt range, a 200-watt range, and a 2,000-watt range, and it has an active PEP uh, circuit for reading a peak sideband, and um, uh, it has an average position, too. We've got some more new power supplies here. These are very compact uh, 30-amp switching power supply, and then this is a uh, 28-amp switching power supply that even has a cigarette lighter plug in it. We've got a, um, a whole new line of outdoor remote antenna tuner. This is our most popular one. It's a 1,500-watt antenna tuner, and uh, it's a real workhorse. It'll handle full 1,500 watts, uh, 16-amp relays in it, uh, very high current, very high voltage capacitors in it. And uh, on uh, where we need them, we uh, double the number of toroids on it, so it's a very, very heavy-duty uh, antenna automatic tuner. This is a uh, stainless steel chassis that it's mounted on and it's weatherproof with a uh, vacuum form cover that goes over it with weather stripping all the way around it. So let's let's tell the folks, uh, probably a lot of them are wondering why would you want to put your antenna tuner outdoors and, and I know the reason and I know you know the reason but let's let's tell those who don't why why that's a good thing. Okay, well, um, a lot of the loss could occur um, through your transmission line, but if you match it, you can minimize that loss. So if you take one of these and put it right at the feed point of the antenna, and from that point, it will look like a 50-ohm load to the coax line, and it just completely minimizes the loss in that coax line, and it could make a very big improvements. If you use an antenna like a 43-foot vertical, then the SWR could be pretty high, and you can get much more efficient operation by putting an antenna tuner at the base of it. We've got them for 1,500 watts, for 400 watts, and for 300 watts. Um, uh, And all you need is to uh, connect the coax out to the uh, tuner, and the power is uh, duplex into this bias T, and you apply power into here, and it goes through the coax and control it, and it's fully automatic. These antenna tuners will learn as you operate, as you uh, tune to different frequencies and, and talk to various people on the various bands. The tuner will learn where you have been, and when you go back to it, it'll pull that out of memory and instantly tune up for you. Here's another interesting product. This is a, uh, a mount that allows you to 
uh, swivel your antenna down. There's one boat that you can uh, attach to this. If, if, if you can imagine that this is a vertical antenna and you have it on this mount, and, <coughs> and you can take this one boat out and you can lower your antenna and work on it. And then when you're uh, finished, just put it back on and insert just one uh, boat into it. Um, just makes uh, working on tennis real uh, convenient. Uh, we have a, another product that makes mobile operation easy. Uh, it's this uh, trailer hitch mount. You just stick this thing into your trailer hitch, and you have a 3 8 uh, about 24 uh, mount here for HF antennas and VHF antennas. And if you have a uh, SO239, kind of mount it goes into here and uh, you can use uh, that type um, there's a place for uh, uh, a ground strap or a matching shunt car here <coughs> um, that's a neat idea we also have this um, license plate <coughs> uh, mount you take your license plate off the back of your car or your truck and you uh, put this in place of it and put your license plate back over it. And now you have places to mount an antenna without having to use a magnet mount or drill hose in your car. Well, that is neat. Lots of different options for, for mounting the antennas in less than ideal circumstances. So I know you've got a, a big announcement about something coming up this fall. Can you tell us about that? We're going to celebrate our 40th anniversary. We started in 1972, and we're going to have a big celebration. And um, uh, we're going to have factory tours. All the factories will be open. We'll have people working there, doing the assemblies. The uh, machines will be running, the punch presses, the surface mount machines, um, the wave solder machines, and you can uh, see... um, the uh, people assembling the products, some of which you may have. Now, we're also going to uh, have a, um, a free lunch for everyone at, at the park and free prizes from MFJ, from, uh, from Ameritron. You may uh, win one of the high-power amplifiers, some antennas from uh, High Gain and Cushcraft and uh, VHF amplifiers from uh, Mirage and some more accessories from Vectronics. Uh, and uh, we will be operating our special event station from our uh, MFJ club, uh, K5MFJ. And we'll be uh, um, mailing out certificates when you uh, work our station. And you can bring your stuff and do tailgating. We'll have free tailgating for you. And uh, we'll have um, uh, some VE test sessions so you can upgrade while you're there. But... Everybody's invited. We'd love for everyone to come, and um, uh, we're just planning to have a good time. I was at the last one of those events that you had a few years back. It is a great time. If you're anywhere near Starkville, Mississippi, or can get there, you need to come on because you're, you're going to be impressed with what you see. You may not know how these things are made. It's not magic, although it seems like it to us. But Martin and his crew will show you how they do it, and uh, it, you'll have a lot more insight into just just how electronics are assembled in a factory environment, what parts go in there, and uh, for all your product lines, not just MFJ, but for 
Ameritron, High Gain, Cushcraft, Vectronics. Did I leave any of them out? Um, I think you got all of them. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm surprised. Well, it's really good to see you again, Martin. And uh, we look forward to seeing you in October at that big event in Starville, Mississippi. Okay. Well, we sure look forward to you coming. And I just want to make sure that, that everyone knows that they're all welcome. And uh, we hope, hope you'll come. Thank you, George. Thank you. Well, here's Tom, W5KUB. Tom, what have you been doing at Hamvention this year? Well, George, uh, we've been very busy. I haven't even seen him finching this year. Uh, you know, we, when you get behind a camera like you guys are doing, you don't see anything. It's work, work, work the whole time. But uh, we've had a lot of fun. We've met a lot of people. You know, a lot of people have watched our broadcast. They're coming by to see us. Uh, we're cooking hot dogs out here. I think we served up 50 hot dogs yesterday to guests that came by. But uh, this has been great weather this year. Our broadcast has done really well this year. We've got some really high-quality uh, audio and video this year. So we've been real happy, and, and we see some things we can improve on for next year. Well, that's great. It's good to finally meet you in person here. We don't live that far apart. You're just right up there uh, near Memphis, aren't you? Yep. I'm uh, out east side of Memphis. And uh, let me say, I looked at some statistics last night. We had real close to 50,000 unique unique viewers that have joined us the last three days. Uh, we've had about roughly about 1,000 people in the chat room and 1,000 people in the uh, watching the video at any given time. Uh, but uh, we're real happy with the, the 40, I think it was 46,000 as of yesterday. So we'll probably pick a few more thousand up today. Uh, and that's about the same number we had last year, about 50,000. So uh, you, you kind of stuck in the same situation as Tommy and I here. No chance to get out and look around, or, or very little chance. And, and we're down, what, maybe the final 30 minutes of the show now, and uh, I still haven't hardly made it through the flea market. I, I, uh, I have spent zero since, zero. Uh, a few minutes ago, I thought, I need some heat shrink tubing, and uh, I was looking for it, and I can't find it now. So I just ordered it off eBay. But, you know, hey, it's been a great show. There's, there's a lot of stuff out here for people that aren't behind the camera trying to put a production on. They'll have a good time and finding whatever they need and uh, visiting with people. Uh, it, it, it's a great show. We'll be back next year. We're going to be in Huntsville uh, in August. Uh, are you going to come down to Huntsville? We are. Yeah, we're planning on coming to Huntsville ourselves. Okay, well, we'll, we'll see you there. And then we're going to do the uh, MFJ 40th anniversary. I think that's September maybe or October. October. We'll be there. Uh, we'll be there too. And looking forward to seeing you again at these other two events. And for those at home who, who don't get to come to Dayton or didn't get to come this year, uh, thanks, Tom, for providing that stream. And you can see more of the archive footage from it at AmateurLogic.tv. And I believe we'll have a little on Ham Nation, too. And are any of your uh, broadcast archived? Can they go back and, and watch uh, replays of it, or is it all just live stream? No, actually, uh, a, a, lot, a number of segments are recorded. You can go to Ustream, and everything's public. So if you go to W5KUB on Ustream, you can pick out the good and the bad videos. You know, the good quality, bad, everything. We need to clean it up. But uh, on our site, the W5KUB website, uh, we, we run video 365 days a year. So there's always videos running of HamFest or 
you know, uh, uh, various things, whether it be uh, field day or the Dayton Ham Fest or slideshows that uh, hams have taken pictures. So something's always running on there. Okay. Thanks for talking with us, Tom. I know you're busy. I'll let you get on to the let, to the next thing there. Let, let me also say, guys, uh, join us on W5KUB.com Facebook group. You can follow our broadcast. Tell us how to make things better. Give us suggestions. We might even put you to work because, as you know, this is a, a big production. We had probably uh, 10 to 13 people working full-time every single day to keep this thing going. And uh, it's, uh, it, it's a big job. It is. And we, we appreciate you doing it so much, Tom. Have a safe trip back home, and I guess you'll be streaming that too. We're going to stream uh, 550 miles back home, but first we've got to go outside and get dirty and tear down and pack. Uh, but yeah, we'll five, see you later. Yeah, 550 miles back home, but we're going to get prizes away on the entire drive. A lot of prizes. Thanks. All right. Thanks, Tom. What have you got in your bag there, Tommy? Man, I got me a brand new shiny Heil microphone. I will. I'm proud of that. I will trade you this scratched up one for for the new one that's in the bag behind Jay's box or something. I'm, I'm good. And I got a power supply for my handy talkie. I'm not going to pull this ball cap out of here. And I got a kit, which will you'll see coming up in a future episode. And I got best of all, well, maybe not best of all over the microphone, but somewhere in here I have some gold BL259s, the mother load. I, I'm not going to show you what all I got because it's mostly little things I didn't have time to get around and look like I wanted to in the... The things that I was really looking for, I could not find. The most expensive thing I bought, I bought connectors, and, and that's primarily what I got this year, and some switches and things. But the most expensive thing I bought is this fashionable hat here. You look like you need to go visit Peter. Yeah. I do. That's an outback. It's got some uh, attachments and things. I thought it closed at 12, but it's uh, 12, 16. Man, they're going to have to chase a lot of these people out of here with a stick. I don't think they're going to go willingly. I'm not ready to go. I'm not ready to go either, but I think we're going to have to. We're going to miss our flight. Yeah, unfortunately. But uh, I'll tell you what, I'm going to do my best to make it back here next year. It's been a lot of fun. It really has, and and I'm going to bring my Groucho glasses so I'll actually get a chance to sneak around and, and see some things. Oh, there you go. Maybe that'll work. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Hamvention. What can I say? My first year, I, I promise that uh, somebody asked me how it was. I told them I'd have to get back to them. Wow, that, that's about all I can say. Now, what was your most memorable thing here? Uh, I can't remember. Well, man, it must have not been that memorable. Well, there's too many things that were memorable. I'll, I'll have to go back and process it all and see what I come up with. I'm sure those memories are going to change as I watch these videos we shot, though. Yeah, they say the memory is the second thing to go anyway when you get older. What's the first? Yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> Thanks for watching AmateurLogic.tv. We'll see you again next month. And when? Yep, uh, next month on the 15th of June. June. And don't forget the Amateur Logic Nets, which is on the third Monday of every month. On D-Star, Reflector 14, Module C. And on Echo Link, on the Do Drop-In Conference Server, node number 355-800. And where else can they learn more about Amateur Logic, Tommy? 
Uh, check out our website, www.amateurlogic.tv. On our Facebook group, search for Amateur Logic or follow Amateur Logic on Twitter. There you go. 7 3. 7 3. Somewhere in here, I have some gold PL259s, the mother load. And you're going to make a ring out of those, or is it going to be a necklace? Uh, both. Both. I'll make a nose ring out of one. <laughs> we, we found the, the blooper. That might be going just a tad too far. Yeah. Uh, are you just going to screw it in? <laughs>